Looks like playtime's over. Communist kindergarten is over. Session closed. Clean up and get the fuck out. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. Downtown Seattle, Antifa's Chaz Zone is getting the chop. That's right. Remember a few weeks ago when this all got started? Wait, somebody was saying that this was going to be mass chaos. Somebody said that there was going to be crime and that people were going to get killed. Oh yeah, that was Donald Trump. <laughs> that was every single conservative Republican. That was everybody with a functioning set of brain cells who saw what was coming down the streets. And it was CNN. It was fake news CNN and that steroid fucker uh, Chris, Chris Cuomo, Fredo, and that mayor telling everybody, nah man, Nah, man, this is just a summer block party. It's a festival of love. Uh, so I don't have to tell you about the situation on the ground in your city, uh, but in terms of how it looks to the rest of the country and the president uh, teeing it up as basically ineptitude, the inability to control your own streets. Is that fair criticism? So I know it will shock you that the president is perhaps not giving an accurate or truthful picture. Um, we've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party atmosphere. Delete them. There's, it's not a video. I'm going to take them. It's not a video, stop. dude. Stop. Okay, stop. I'm heading out. I'm no, heading no. out. You're going to stop. No, it's a... Ow, ow. Help. What do you mean help, bro? Who's going to help? We are the ones going to help. It's a live stream. It's not an arm takeover. Oh, shit. It's not a military junta. Somebody over there is 18 ought to use a gun. Just take, take the clip out and put it back in. Yo, no one's gonna like fucking ass when you walk in here with an ass. Nah, just come right back in. Hell nah, man. <laughs> uh, keep the bell down. Hey, keep the yeah, keep that down. Um, we will we will make sure that we can restore this, but we have block parties and, and the like in this part of Seattle all the time. It's it's known for that. So I think the president number one. There is no threat right now to the public, and we're looking. Nine o'clock this morning, and the table was covered in blood. And they told me that 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 that, that table wasn't covered in my little brother's blood. Well, my little brother was the only one that died here. My little brother was the only one that was carried to a table here. The other victim drove themselves to the hospital. How long do you think Seattle in those few blocks looks like this? I don't know. We could have the summer of love.
block party atmosphere. How will that work out for you? You guys have had rampant rapes, rampant robberies. All of the businesses around this place are freaking the hell out. And now, the other night, you guys had a straight-up murder. This place that was supposed to be Black Lives Matter Central killed a fucking black dude. 100% of the deaths in Seattle's Chaz Zone, black people. Interesting how that works. But yeah, we all called this. Everybody knew that this was going to happen. And now you dumb idiots are eating your own words. You guys look like fools out there. We'll have to see if any of the lefties in this area pick up on this. Are you dumb assholes anywhere near this going to vote left? Are you dumb idiots who've been subject to the terrorism coming out of this four straight blocks over there? Are you going to continue voting with a soy thumb up your ass? Are you guys going to continue to allow these people from this city council and this scumbag mayor to run things? If so... You deserve the next bout of communism that you get in your stupid shithole of a city. Anyway, take a look at this. We're over here at Fox News. They're going to break it down for us. Seattle will move to dismantle CHOP Zone after shootings, Mayor says. Seattle will move to end the police-free zone known as the Capitol Hill Organized Protest, or CHOP, after two recent shootings, one of which was deadly. Mayor Jenny Durkin announced Monday, signaling that a stunning chapter in the city's history could be drawing to a close. The mayor said that violence was distracting from changes sought by thousands of peaceful protesters seeking to address racial inequality and police brutality. Activists set up, quote, chop in the Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood about two weeks ago, barricading off the area after police evacuated a ransacked precinct building there. Quote, the cumulative impacts of the gatherings and protests and nighttime atmosphere and violence has led to an increasingly difficult circumstances for our businesses and residents, Durkin said at a news conference. Quote, the impacts have increased and the safety has decreased. So I think the president, number one, there is no threat right now to the public. Good job. It only took the murder of a black person for you guys to start thinking about tearing this place down. I, I love this notion that this woman is like, um, the, the violence is increasing, um, but uh, uh, they're all peaceful protesters still. No, bitch. <laughs> no, everybody sees what's going on in this situation. You guys try to set up an untenable position for Donald Trump. You are going to let communist twats and antifa twats and black life matter militia members run rampant on your part of town leading to donald trump coming in there with the national guard and squashing it you were hoping that donald trump would use resources and get people killed that you could then run around telling everybody how much of a saint you are because you told donald trump to stay out that's why two weeks ago you went on cnn and you told everybody what a fucking love fest this shithole was why you told everybody that donald trump was stupid but Donald Trump's an idiot. He doesn't understand the atmosphere of Seattle. Seattle's full of fucking love and I was going <laughs> to love and other stuff, boys. Take a look at the pictures and take a look at the people up in this area. Love and other stuff is going on over there. And you said that there was no violence. You said Donald Trump was stupid. And now you got dead people. <laughs> you, you Wait till they start cleaning this place out. They're going to find more dead people. I don't know if this has anything to do with Chaz or Chop, whatever the hell you're calling it this week. But they found bags, bags, garbage bags full of dead people, cut up people 10 miles away from this place. 
Now, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Chaz. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Chop. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Antifa or any of this. Maybe it's fucking drug lords, drug cartel members. I don't Maybe you got a serial murder up in Seattle. But 10 miles away from this dump, bags full of people's body parts up in here, right? Now, that, again, might not have anything to do with Chaz, but the general atmosphere of Seattle is fuck law and order. Fuck the rule of law. So when you start telling people, even if it's just in six square blocks in downtown Seattle, that fucking there's no law anymore, you're going to get craziness. So even if this didn't have anything to do with these scumbags, the general idea, the general temperature of no police and no law and order in this area is getting people to fucking get murdered. They're being cut up and butchered in this area. You own this, Mayor Durkin. You own this, Seattle... Uh, I can't remember the council member's name, that you had one person on the Seattle uh, City Council who actually gave the keys to these idiots so they can go ransack City Council. All of these people need to be arrested after this, and God knows what's going to happen. When you, How are you going to clean this up? You think that these scumbags, these cultural locusts, are going to take kindly to police officers going in here and cleaning us up? You're looking at a total bear trap that this dumb bitch and these idiots in Seattle have stepped into. Now when they go to clean it up, there's going to be fire. Who Who's going to help this? Are you going to get Seattle police officers to come clean this mess up? I, if I was the Seattle police officer right now, I'd tell him, eat my balls. I ain't going anywhere near this shithole. I'm taking my vacation. I got some of that motherfucking blue flu. You clean this up, city council. You push these people out. There's going to be more blood, and this is going to be on your heads. Good job, idiots. We got lots of video of you dumb cocksuckers who love telling everybody how peaceful and how great this place is. This place, again, I can't say it enough. This place, this Black Life Matter mecca is uh, 100% killing black people. 100% of your murders are black people. Shitheads. <laughs> Absolute shitheads. All right, everybody, there you have it. The party is over. Um, I, I guess this is going to take two weeks to clean this mess up. It's going to take her two weeks to plan out how to get rid of this. I'm thinking you're going to see more deaths in the future before they get to that point. You're going to find some OD'd. Uh, people in some of these tents in that park area and as they move to clean it up you're looking at even more conflicts more blood spill it out of that so good job you incompetent city council and you scumbag lefty mayor from this shithole you people in seattle better vote these people out and then you better throw them in jail because this is all on their head
When you think about racial equality and civil rights, which political party comes to mind? The Republicans or the Democrats? Most people would probably say the Democrats, but this answer is incorrect. Since its founding in 1829, the Democratic Party has fought against every major civil rights initiative and has a long history of discrimination. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, founded the Ku Klux Klan, imposed segregation, perpetrated lynchings, and fought against the Civil Rights Acts of the 1950s and 1960s. In contrast, the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an anti-slavery party. Its mission was to stop the spread of slavery into the new Western territories with the aim of abolishing it entirely. This effort, however, was dealt a major blow by the Supreme Court in the 1857 case, Dred Scott versus Sandford. The court ruled that slaves aren't citizens, they're property. The seven justices who voted in favor of slavery, all Democrats, the two justices who dissented, both Republicans. The slavery question was, of course, ultimately resolved by a bloody civil war. The commander-in-chief during that war was the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves. Six days after the Confederate Army surrendered, John Wilkes Booth, a Democrat, assassinated President Lincoln. Lincoln's vice president, a Democrat named Andrew Johnson, assumed the presidency. But Johnson adamantly opposed Lincoln's plan to integrate the newly freed slaves into the South's economic and social order. Johnson and the Democratic Party were unified in their opposition to the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, the 14th Amendment, which gave blacks citizenship, and the 15th Amendment, which gave blacks the vote. All three passed only because of universal Republican support. During the era of Reconstruction, federal troops stationed in the South helped secure rights for the newly freed slaves. Hundreds of black men were elected to Southern state legislatures as Republicans, and 22 black Republicans served in the U.S. Congress by 1900. The Democrats did not elect a black man to Congress until 1935. But after Reconstruction ended, when the federal troops went home, Democrats roared back into power in the South. They quickly reestablished white supremacy across the region with measures like black codes, laws that restricted the ability of blacks to own property and run businesses, and they imposed poll taxes and literacy tests used to subvert black citizens' right to vote. And how was all of this enforced? by terror, much of it instigated by the Ku Klux Klan, founded by a Democrat, Nathan Bedford Forrest. As historian Eric Foner, himself a Democrat, notes, in effect, the Klan was a military force serving the interests of the Democratic Party. President Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, shared many views with the Klan. He resegregated many federal agencies and even screened the first movie ever played at the White House the racist film, The Birth of a Nation, originally entitled The Klansman. A few decades later, 
The only serious congressional opposition to the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964 came from Democrats. 80% of Republicans in Congress supported the bill, less than 70% of Democrats did. Democratic senators filibustered the bill for 75 days until Republicans mustered the few extra votes needed to break the logjam. And when all of their efforts to enslave blacks, keep them enslaved, and then keep them from voting had failed, the Democrats came up with a new strategy. If black people are going to vote, they might as well vote for Democrats. As President Lyndon Johnson was purported to have said about the Civil Rights Act, I'll have them voting Democrat for 200 years. So now, the Democratic Party prospers on the votes of the very people it has spent much of its history oppressing. Democrats falsely claim that the Republican Party is the villain, when in reality, it's the failed policies of the Democratic Party that have kept blacks down. Massive government welfare has decimated the black family. Opposition to school choice has kept them trapped in failing schools. Politically correct policing has left black neighborhoods defenseless against violent crime. So when you think about racial equality and civil rights, which political party should come to mind? I'm Carol Swain, professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University for Prager University. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat. And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact my dog might be a Democrat. I pay for all his health care. And I buy everything he eats I provide him with a place to live Just to keep him off the streets But he just acts like he's entitled Even tried to unionize the cat Yeah, I think my dog's a Democrat That I keep on display And every time Benghazi's on TV He looks the other way What difference at this point does it make? I know he's a liberal Even if he won't admit it He pooped on my living room rug And tried to tell me George Bush did it He ain't got no papers And what really gets my goat Is if he could find a ride to town Well, I know they'd let him vote Well, sure, we've had some good times And he's been fun to have around Ever barks about my right to bear arms, I'm gonna have to have him put down. <laughs>
Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? I pay for all his health care And I buy everything he eats I provide him with a place to live Just to keep him off the streets You'd have to be so Spread the wealth, government health, flea-bitten Democrat. Dang it. It is amazing to me just how crazy things can get so quickly. I am right outside of Atlanta, and today my phone has been blowing up with messages and phone calls from folks that live around me, and they're asking what to do. Many people are saying, hey, should I get an AR-15, and what should I do with this gun, and should I bug out, or should I bug in, and people are kind of freaking out. And it's just amazing that we could so quickly get to this point. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening now, and a little bit about what we can do about it. Uh, guys, I haven't been live in ages. Miss Poet and I are chilling back here. Hello. And uh, anyway, wanted to have a neat little chat uh, about some of the happenings. So Atlanta is in a bit of an uproar right now. And there's been reports that police are only monitoring three out of Atlanta's six districts. Uh, though I can't absolutely confirm the extent police are certainly not answering calls as I've had personal friends who have called the police about gunshots and different and different types of violence going on and the police are just like hey yeah sorry we can't, nothing we can do about that and so what you're about to see is a city on the precipice of complete anarchy and that sounds real fun when you stick it to the man and hey quit oppressing me but man I'm telling you, you don't know what you're asking for. Things can go extremely sideways when really bad people are given carte blanche, free reign to wreak as much havoc without any consequence. You do not want that. And in one hand, you know, there's a part of me that's kind of like, oh, the country's calling for the elimination of police. Do you know how horribly wrong that would go for you? And part of it's kind of like, like petulant children who just don't understand the the protection that looms around us in and and you know really to our left and right if all of a sudden that was revealed there's some really horrific people ready to do great violence to people who really aren't ready for it and so and part of it's kind of like hey withdraw police for one week and see what happens. The problem is, is there'll be so many deaths that would result from that. It's a lesson I don't want us to have to learn. It's happening even right now as we speak of, man, protesting, which is great. I want people to be able to protest. Cops generally want people to be able to peacefully protest. That's a good thing that's supposed to be protected 
inside of our constitutional republic. It's a good thing, but it seems like a few dirtbags are getting into the peaceful protests, turning them super sour, and now they're rioting, burning down buildings, uh, being violent toward LE and also ordinary citizens, and it's caused the nation to go in an uproar. And then there's big brother media that's like throwing a gasoline uh, yeah, just basically throwing gasoline on all this, and it's exploding. Part of it's upsetting to me because, in a sense, there's some of this that isn't really real. Now, George Floyd's death, that was real. Racism and the idiocracy that goes into anyone that's having racial view. Uh, yeah, racism. They're idiots. And so all of that stuff, that's very real. But when I say something... This isn't really real. A lot of it's just our fear. A lot of it's the alarmism nature of the media that makes tons of money off making you and I upset and afraid. So we're constantly tuning in so that we can find out everything that's happening on these news outlets. And it's like the media seems to be this puppet master. And every week they have a new disaster that's about to kill us all whether it's murder, hornets, or whatever, next week, you know, it's kind of like unceremoniously, Corona's out. Like the media stopped playing Corona. Apparently, they're bringing it back on now, though. Uh, and now it's uh, rioting, and now it's law enforcement. It was murder hornets and whatever it else, and I'm not here to say one's real or not real, anything like that. What I'm here to say is I feel like the media is playing us like a bunch of dopey idiots. There are puppet masters saying, dance, you dummies, dance. Now, there are real stuff happening, like the violence that's happening in Atlanta and around the nation, that's real stuff. But a lot of the alarmism nature of the media, they're playing us, guys. They're playing us. And so some of the best stuff we could do is just turn off the news, Quit freaking out, spend time with friends and family, get back to work and stop listening to them and they kind of lose their power. At the same point, I don't want to turn a blind eye to real problems that are resulting. Obviously, I'm for justice, I'm for equality, I'm for uh, love of other people and that's kind of our whole ethos as a society. We love people all people, we live for higher purpose, and we're ready to sacrifice in the defense of others. That's our whole big deal. We're very skilled protectors, you and I, warrior poets, and this is the kind of stuff we stand in the gap and we're ready to defend other people. But I can't have my people, you guys, you know, just falling for this over and over. In two weeks' time, there'll be some new disaster. What I'm hoping is lefty alarmism and fear-mongering will eventually just cause our trust of the media continue to erode more and more. And even so, I see that happening in all major news networks. Is a lot of people, I think it was some report, 70% of all millennials got all of their news from social media. And that is a huge axe to the tree of, social, or of uh, big news network power consolidation. So anyway, I guess what I really wanted to accomplish in this uh, message here is to basically say, hey, stuff looks really bad, and in some ways it is bad. In other ways, it's not bad. It's not bad. A lot of it's, 
uh, fear-mongering scare tactics of media, right? It's kind of like the moment everyone just chills out and says, I think we're going to be okay, uh, we can do better and better, right? It's kind of like active killers. When we start reading the active killer's name, it inspires a bunch of copycats to go out and compete with a horrid legacy if something goes off. So that's what I'm saying. I hope you guys don't misunderstand me on that. Another thing is it serves as a fantastic example of why we need to continue to be ready at all times. Some folks are saying, uh, have called me today. I'm like, hey, I really want an AR-15. I'm like, yeah, you and everyone in the country who hasn't gotten an AR-15. People who are adamantly against guns, they're like, give me all the guns I can get. Give me the biggest guns, and I want a lot of them, and I want to tape them all together and have the world's most awesome gun. And so people who are anti-gun, as soon as they get scared, everyone gets really, really hypocritical, and they're like, give me a gun. And so it is crazy to see people come out of the woodwork. I feel for them as well because now a lot of folks who thought that they could just walk in a gun shop and walk out with a gun now are being subjected to background checks. And I'm like, yeah, sucks how gun control works. Uh, and what I don't want to do is grandstand and say, hey, I told you so, but I told you so. You need to be able to be prepared in terms of you got plenty of ammunition and lots of uh, guns and plate carriers and I like night vision too because America and I like to party you know and uh and being ready for that uh so when all of a sudden tragedy befalls m my wife and I and my family I mean we, we got food provisions we got a network of pretty dangerous people around we got some toys around here to play it's the wrong time to start buttoning down the hatches and fixing leaks on the roof when the storm is already on you. And so the good news is, is this is going to pass. Some of you guys who are in the heart of Atlanta right now or other different places are going to probably need to consider to bug in or bug out, but probably keep a low profile because I think this will get worse before it gets better. We're also seeing as just I think uh, a bunch of cowards trying to score cheap political port, uh, political points like this cowardly DA in Atlanta who, not listening for GBI to come out on a thorough investigation and report, he immediately initiates murder charges. Whether someone's uh, you know guilty or, or should be indicted or not really should be predicated on a thorough investigation first. It's part of our whole due process. And the fact he jumped the gun just means kind of like, dude, that you're not following your own systems here. And I don't even want to get in to everything I feel about this because anyway, it's kind of like, ah, why not get in? It, there is a, uh, a basically case for every cop that goes through a police academy. And this case study is basically, hey, a guy steals your taser and goes to attack you with it. Do you have the right for lethal force in many different places? That, that's like a, something that they play in police academies. So my LEO friends, and I've gotten many, have told me. And I'm kind of like, that's a that's like a real basic one. All cops kind of know that. But it seems like everyone's got amnesia. And in the day of just scoring cheap, immediate political points, uh, completely circumvents our due process. I'm like, man, what is going on? I saw another report today. This was just about an hour ago where one of my buddies uh, had posted Dallas in an effort to ensure that uh, use of force doesn't get out of hand. They've implemented a few different policies, and one of them negates the officer the ability to use lethal force, guns, when a suspect is wielding a knife or screwdriver. I'm like, are you 
kidding me? Are you kidding me? Of like, this is Dallas, Texas. If I was a cop in Dallas, knowing that I was not legally allowed to defend myself against a knife-wielding suspect, you need to just walk off that department. And a lot of cops are seeing this. Guys, notice the cops are quitting because they refuse to trample on our constitutional rights. A lot of cops are really good. Some cops are just dirtbags. They super suck. Uh, but most cops, they're good. It's just like every profession. Some profession you've got... You know, in all professions, everyone you can think of, you got some, uh, most folks are doing a pretty good job, some people in the middle, and there's a few dirt bags spoiling it for the bunch. You do not want law enforcement to disappear any more than you want military to disappear, right? And so, uh, basically I'm saying, hey, I think it's going to get a lot worse than it, than it gets better. Uh, I think the media has a lot of culpability in all of this, but I want us to, to resist the uh, fear that, that's basically being put upon us. Let's keep clear heads, right? Um, so that we could be a light for other people around us that are genuinely scared. Folks that are not prepared. You guys are more prepared than the common bear. And we're supposed to gather people around us and be good influences, protectors, in the midst of desperate times. And that's why I love you guys. I am so thrilled to be part of this illustrious and noble society. You and I are in. This is a brotherhood, and I love just being a part of it. I'm surrounded by so many of you guys. I'm meeting y'all all the time when I'm out in public. Like, every time I go out in public, I meet one of you, which is really, really cool. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I get messages from you all the time. And I know for a fact we are a force for good in the world, and we need not fear this. This is going to pass as well, and we'll keep calm heads, and we'll continue uh, to reasonably prepare bit by bit and keep living out that good warrior poet ethos. Uh, guys, this is me from my back porch and Mrs. Poet uh, saying uh, we'll see you next time. Later, guys. You say you want a revolution Be careful what you're asking for Stop stepping on my constitution The one our soldiers are fighting for They came along with all this hope and change But now America may never be the same I want my country back the way it used to be When the most important things in life was faith and family One nation under God, indivisible liberty When the only thing that mattered was the truth to set you free I want my country back Yeah, I want my country back Much political correctness Just trying to change who we are Somehow intended to protect us But now it's going way too far They sit around and occupy the streets While the rest of us work hard to make ends meet I want my country back 
Yeah, I want my country back 